Sippers, happy Tuesday. I hope everybody's doing good today. We have a great show for y'all. It's a lot to talk about, child. And I'm so glad. Okay, Raheem, I see you. I see a lot of people in the house. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, before we get started, um, y'all crashed my website two times today, but the website is back up. If you guys don't know, all of the dope beauty products are for sale for $5. We're doing a closeout. There's about I think we're down to about 50 products per product. I know a few things already sold out, but if you're interested, we still have some shampoos and conditioners, really good products. I'm not going to have any more runs. So this is your last chance to get it at a blowout sale. So thank you to everybody who went and purchased and supported and crashed the site. I appreciate (laughs) y'all. So it is so much going on. It's a lot to touch on. Um, people have been requesting agreement on both of these topics. I figure let's combine it in one because censorship is becoming a big thing here, especially on social media. And I'm, I'm just starting to see a lot of stuff, honey. I'm starting to see a lot of patterns. I'm starting to see, you know, a lot of hypocrisy. So first, let me start. Let's talk about the Charleston White situation because I did a breakdown the other day. Um, and me and Emily also did a podcast on it. And we talked about the issue that he had with T.I., T.I.'s son, King, and little Boosie's son, Tootie Rod, both of whom, any other time, they're grown. You know, when people point out, well, why is your son 18 and smoking weed with you? It's one thing, you know, kids are going to smoke weed, but you're not going to be smoking weed with me. Oh, well, they're grown. My kid can smoke weed. He 18. But then when it comes to getting a verbal lashing by a grown man on the internet, now all of a sudden, you know, that's a baby, that's a kid, that's my son. He's he's a child. You address the father. <laughs> but when you want to smoke weed with the kid, he's grown. Now, like I told y'all on the podcast, I did not agree with the Trayvon Martin comment, and I stand by that. But everything else that Charleston White was saying about the situation was very true. Now, what's very interesting, if you guys don't know, recently... Little Boosie and T.I. decided to come together like Voltron, and they have been asking everybody in Black media. Now, they know not to call me because move around with that bullshit. I don't subscribe to none of these media platforms. Lovely T Media is ran by Lovely T. Ain't nobody over here pulling no strings. I don't report to anybody. This is what you call independent media, okay? So they knew not to come over here, but they did reach out to DJ Academics. They reached out to uh, everybody at iHeart. Uh, they reached out to you know, Breakfast Club. And so basically they went on a whole boat tour demanding that everybody in Black media, that you guys cannot interview Charleston White. And if you interview Charleston White or even co-sign him, um, they will not come on your platform. They will not fool with you. Now, Charleston White had two interviews, one with the 85 South show, and he did one with Funny Marco. The interview with Funny Marco, I'm sorry to say, was trash. Uh, Funny Marco kept trying to, like, sun him and kept trying to, like, crack jokes that just made no sense. They were inappropriate. They had nothing to do with the topic. Um, Somebody who's talking 
you know, with a level of consciousness, you can't bribe them with coochie, okay? Funny Marco, you, you can't bribe them with females. He was talking about stuff way deeper than just trying to, well, how much coochie we got to get you to pay you off? Um, so that ended up being a bust. But after T.I. and Boosie came together, Funny Marco took down... Um, no, I do watch his interviews. His interviews, Funny Marco's interviews are usually funny. But if you watch the one with Charleston White, it wasn't funny. He was trying to demean him and talk down to him. He wasn't cracking jokes. He was trying to like sun him. Um, but I have watched Funny Marco's interviews and he didn't have that same energy. With this one, he was coming off more serious with Charleston. And it was, uh, you could tell he was doing it because somebody was pressuring him, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes. It wasn't like a genuine, funny, we're just clowning, we're having fun. He was very pressed. Are you in the nursing home? No, 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 no. I'm I'm in, I'm in my big pretty house. So what's wrong? Like what we gotta do just to like to just let you, like we just just get off the internet. We just gotta pay. How much money we gotta pay you? Oh, uh, at least ten million. At least ten million. We gotta get you off the streets. Like you 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 uh, causing a well, lot of shit. Oh, uh, well, why y'all don't want to get the killers and the gangbangers off the streets? I mean, I don't know. Listen, we starting off with you right now. Nah, I'm starting off with the killers, the gangbangers, and the rappers. I think the mother, I think the mothers would much rather me stay and the killers and the rappers go. So how you feel? How you fill out an application for the NYPD, the FBI? Uh-uh. I'm working for free. I'm a real life superhero. Right. Yeah, I'm a real life superhero. Okay, okay, okay. So look, we gonna go. You know, AT and T. Look, we gonna go to AT and T. We gonna get your iPhone. We gonna do that, right? We gonna start off with that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, I can buy 50 iPhones. I didn't say you was iPhones. broke. We didn't say you was broke. We're not but no, nah, man, I'm a, listen, listen. I'm representing the pole nigger. I, I'm representing, listen, I'm representing the pole nigger. All them, all them iPhone niggas, nigga, please. If they go broke, they can't stay nowhere for free. Mm -hmm. iPhone niggas ain't, ain't hell of a niggas in the community. Android niggas is the niggas that's kicking niggas ass in the neighborhood. Android niggas is the niggas that's fucking all the holes in the warehouse uh, with the benefits on the job. iPhone niggas is weak niggas. Yeah, yeah, iPhone niggas can be tracked by their women. Uh, their locations can be shared. Uh, uh, they got a phone listening to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I don't want, I don't never want to be no iPhone nigga. Mm -hmm. So, what we got to so like New Year's, do we got like a plan? We just got to like, if you want, we can, uh, you can head over to Facebook too. You can get off Instagram and head over to Facebook. Mm -hmm. But look, that's what, look, look, you got to pick on people around your age, though. That's what I'm saying. You, like, listen, like, we got to. My, my, analy my analytical data says 18 to 65 plus. So what that is is from 18 to 65 plus. What the fuck they doing in my analytics? I'm not sending no invites. I don't send out invites. Do we got to get you some pussy? Like, what kind of pussy you want just to get you off the internet? Who you want? Can uh, we get you a girl? I want to die. I want to die more. But anyways, long story short, he ends up deleting the interview. And the interview was getting a bunch of traction. He ends up deleting the interview because T.I. told him to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, 
Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, 85 South, their interview had been up for months. They deleted it. DJ Academics came on and said that T.I. and them also reached out to him to not interview with Charleston, to not talk to him. And DJ Academics basically said, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to who I want to talk to. It is what it is. And so I want to just play you guys a small snippet here um, of T.I. and Boosie coming together like Voltron um, against Charleston White. So y'all go ahead and listen to this. But if you supporting anybody who coming against my kids, I can't fuck with you, bro. I can't. That go for any vlog. That go for all y'all, bro. Anybody. You know. I ain't Everybody. Been, you know, people coming at my kids, bro. Like, if, like, bro, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I can't fuck with you. If you, if you fucking with that, I can't, bro. Like, you know, it's a and line. Be, and hit like, kids in my kids. Like, Hit bro. kids in my kids, and, and, and we ain't, we ain't, we ain't going for it, bro. Say what you want about us. With them children, man. It's them, it's them or us, man. It's them or us, man. Y'all pick. If y'all pick that, you deserve what the fuck you get. All right, so y'all just heard from T.I. and Boosie basically drawing the line in the sand, saying that it's them or us. They're gaslighting the people and wanting to shame them. Um, I hope that was also meant for Vlad TV, who we know fucks heavy with Lil Boosie, and he's also interviewed, you know, Charleston White. Now, what I find very funny about this situation is that these men can come together. Obviously, they don't really hang out because it was the first time T.I. had been over there. he never seen Boosie's pool. But it's funny they can come together for this situation to ban people from interviewing or talking to Charleston White. Okay. Now, what about the people who are really a detriment in hip hop? What about the people who sit here and brag about the shootings, the killings, the drug dealings? Oh, damn. I think those people are T.I. and Little Boosie and the rest of their rap cohorts. It's funny that somebody going in on their children needs to be banned, but somebody sitting here preaching and, and talking bullshit to the Black community, it's, it's business as usual. So this is self-serving to me. This is just self-serving. And like I said, Charleston White has made a lot of inappropriate jokes. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've heard what he's talked about, aring women and things like that, but he's never done it. He says he was just joking. You really shouldn't crack jokes like that. But I just find it very interesting that everybody can come together to ban this one man. But I see a lot of inappropriate shit all the time with hip hop and online and in the hip hop community. And nobody calls for a ban on that. You got young kids out here drilling, rapping about killing each other and acting like it's a game. These two men, you know, what I'm saying have a huge following. They got a big voice in hip hop. Maybe I've missed when they've come out and spoken out against drill music or spoken out about these young kids killing each other in the Bronx or in Atlanta. You know, maybe I've missed that. It seems like whenever it comes to hip hop, oh, it's freedom of speech. And y'all are just trying to take our freedom from us. And that's how we eat. And that's how we raise our families. But now the son, you want to take 
other people's freedom of speech away from them. Do y'all understand how silly that is? So you're supposed to be allowed to rap about, you know, fucking all types of bitches, you know, having sex with two sisters at the same damn time, you know, selling crack, um, you know, popping E, having a bunch of kids by different women. You're supposed to be free to talk about all that stuff. But now black media on YouTube is supposed to now censor themselves because y'all said so. How does that work? Why does freedom of speech all of a sudden not work both ways? So they can rap about any low vibrational gutter shit. But where we stop it is at Charleston White. I just found the whole situation very interesting and very hypocritical. But we'll be taking calls about that. Now, another thing I want to talk about, because like I said, you guys had also wanted to hit on the Kanye West situation. So Kanye West recently went on to Revolt TV, which is owned by, you know, well, not really owned, but, you know, Puffy's the face of it. And he went on to Drink Champs. And on Drink Champs, he, it was like a three-hour interview. And so I had been busy editing my deep dive all weekend. So that's what I was working on, just, you know, trying to, I've been researching for weeks, just trying to finish the edits. So when I first got sent the interview, I wasn't able to watch it over the weekend because I was so busy editing. So by the time I finished yesterday, I went to go try and watch it. So now I'm about an hour into the interview. All of a sudden, the interview just, just goes private. You can no longer watch this. It's private. I said, what the hell? So I ran the Discord. I was hot. I was with y'all were in the Discord yesterday. I was hot. Okay. Because I just feel like at, at what point are, are we going to see the censorship for what it is? You don't have to agree with everything or anything Kanye West said. That is everybody's individual right. You know what I'm saying? But he went on the platform. He stated a lot of stuff. And if he went onto the platform and you guys invited him onto the platform, we have the right to hear what he had to say about any said topic. So for them to private it, one, to me was bullshit because um, I forgot who, I think it might've been Jessica. I forgot who in the Discord was telling me over the weekend, Nori was doing a bunch of bragging on Twitter. Oh, he was super happy about this interview. Let me pull up some of the screenshots that people were posting. He was saying, imagine if Ye came back, Ye coming back tomorrow. Maybe it's a rumor. Then he says, this is the look they make when you realize you are the biggest in the game. We respect other platforms, but if we the biggest, if you want to stay with the culture, it is what we do because it's what we are at greatness. Nori drink champs. So he was feeling himself over the weekend. Um, Okay, so Tia posted that. So I don't know what happened between the weekend and last night. But all of a sudden, everything went private. And when it goes private, all that means is we, the public, cannot access that information, but they still get the money. So if they were really sincere, they would have just deleted the video. But they're not going to because the video at that time yesterday when I was watching it, it had over two million views. That's a lot of ad revenue. So they're not going to they're not going to lose the money. Okay, they had no problem bringing Yay on there, getting their coins. So they're not going to, you know, I'm saying give back the money. But they will private the video to stop the backlash. My thing is they knew what they were doing when they had Kanye on there. So if you were willing to bring him on, knowing a lot of his stance, then why not stand at it? I don't respect people who don't stand 10 toes down in their shit, especially when you're on Twitter bragging that you're the biggest and the best and you're doing it for the culture. Well, sir, I'm trying to get edified on this culture that you're doing it for. But guess what? You privated the video. So 
I don't respect y'all. I don't respect drunk champs at this point. To me, y'all are drunk champs because y'all privated the video while talking all this shit on Twitter. While the first hour that I watched, they were co-signing. They were smiling. They were agreeing with a lot of his points. You know, so I, I just find it very interesting that a lot of the stuff that Kanye was saying about him being silenced and the media, you know, working these games. This just proved it to us. Somebody, I'm assuming it might have been Leo Cohen, tapped them on the shoulder and said, y'all better make this private. You know, because the way just disappeared after all this bravado is very surprising. Now, I will say this, coming from the Twin Cities, growing up in Minneapolis and St. Paul, do I agree with his comments on George Floyd? No, I do not agree with those comments. Um, I was here when the riots broke out. I was at the George Floyd Memorial the day everybody went down to the South Side. I was out there recording video. I was out there when they started shooting. It was just a mess. I still have PTSD to this day. So I don't take that whole situation lightly as a joke. Um, I'm not really feeling the fact that Candace is in the Twin Cities trying to exploit a situation, but whatever. She's going to do that. So I don't agree with that part, but I've always been the type of person where I can eat the meat and spit out the bones. I don't have to agree with everything somebody says. I don't have to. I'm not that emotionally invested in Kanye or anybody. Okay. I, I'm just not that emotionally invested. I'm willing to listen. I was willing to watch the whole three hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to listen to anybody and listen to their points. I don't agree with Candace half the time, but I'll still sit and watch. If I'm going to do a review on something, I want to watch the full, you know what I'm saying, the full interview. The, I want to get everything in context. And some of the things he was saying in that in the interview was real. He was saying some interesting stuff. What also struck me that a lot of people missed was when he started talking about water. That really resonated with me because I did a whole deep dive before this one I just did about Jeffrey Dahmer. And it was all about water. So now I'm looking at this like, what is he slowly trying to say with this whole water situation that people are not even aware is getting more and more of a detrimental situation globally? Keeping an eye on Earth, severe drought spreading across the Midwest is pushing the Mississippi River's levels to record lows. Photos show how the river has contracted away from its banks. The usually mighty Mississippi looks more like a trickle in some areas with dry sand exposed where several feet of water usually flows. The low levels could lead to major shipping delays. Get this, the Mississippi River Basin produces nearly 92% of U.S. agricultural exports. The Mississippi River is drying up water levels in some areas near historic lows. It's already impacting supply chains and local tourism. But officials warn the situation could get worse soon. The river expected to keep dropping in the next few weeks. Right now, barges are getting stuck in mud and sand. Companies report they're not loading as much cargo on the ships so they can travel safely and not bottom out. The Mississippi River is, of course, a critical shipping route, especially for farmers. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers now dredging parts of the big muddy to keep the traffic flowing. What was those jewels that he was trying to drop? Because Kanye was so all over the place. So today's show sponsor is Dipsy. Self-care has always been on the top of the mind for me. But in between meditation sessions, trips to the yoga studio or the nail salon, 
How often are you taking care of all your needs? Transport your mind into a world where you can relax and treat yourself with your deepest desires. With Dipsy, self-care has never sounded better. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Find stories about an intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with a hot young yoga instructor. For listeners of my show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sip slow. Once again, all you have to do is go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash sip slow. That's S-I-P-S-L-O-W. So if you want to explore your fantasies, make sure you check them out. He would go in and out of topics and And I don't know if that's his bipolarism, what it is, but he was very all over the place. But there were certain points where he was making sense. There was a point where he said, when black guys get in trouble for a crime, everyone gets in trouble. The whole car, you're you're an accessory. But as soon as a black man is winning, it's just one black man. Then he was saying in reverse, with other communities, if it's one, you know, white person who's done something, it's just that one white man. But if it's, you know, one that's done something positive, then it's the whole collective. So it was a lot of little jewels. That's what I'm saying. For me, I can't get emotionally invested in anything. I take the parts that make sense and the parts to me that are bullshit. I don't agree with it and I don't stand with it, you know, but it's just very interesting how. After all this talk, everything got privated. Um, another thing I noticed, a lot of white folks online, and this is just me keeping it real, when Kanye was on his, oh, white lives matter, and black folks were offended by that, and they were saying, well, that's not what black lives matter even stood for. Nobody's saying that white lives don't matter. I saw a lot of white TikTokers basically saying things like, oh, Kanye, it's freedom of speech. Kanye's taking up for us. Oh, Black folks are being sensitive. White lives do matter. Of course they matter. That'd be silly to say that somebody's life doesn't matter. But what I noticed as soon as he started talking about a particular community, and I'm not going to name that community, honey, because I want to get through this strength. Those same people switched day and night. So it's, you know, just like with the Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Oh, I cried. I cried. He should have his children taken away with Jamie. When black folks were saying, hey, we're mad at Kanye right now because he said slavery was a choice. Did you cry then? When black folks said, hey, Kanye, you're doing too much with this White Lives Matter t-shirt. You you and Candace are doing the most right now. We're not feeling it. Did you cry then? It seems like when, when Kanye's antagonizing his own community, these same folks are cheering him on and they're here for it. But the second he says, well, hey, I'm not done antagonizing. I'm not just here just to drag my own. I got some stuff to say to y'all too. Now all of a sudden it's an issue. So I don't I don't know if y'all are not seeing the 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 play that's being played here. That they use him as a vessel when they want him to like trigger and upset black folks. But the second he's saying some stuff about the others, now it's an issue. What I also find funny, and I'm sorry if I'm hurting any feelings right now, but I'm gonna keep it real, is these same platforms are so quick to remove this interview because the segment got offended by some of his words. 
There have been black people on these same platforms threatened, doxxed, disrespected, trolled, stopped, all types of things that have happened to not only black celebrities, but regular black folks on these platforms like YouTube, Twitter. Nobody does anything. They say, oh, well, that's just the nigga section of YouTube. Y'all handle that. But as soon as a certain, you know what I'm saying, sector is offended, now we're privating videos. You've had people harass other people for years and videos are still up. So y'all got to really understand the games that are being played here. This is why I don't get emotionally invested in any of this shit. I sit back, I sit my tea and I take notes because it's, it's a lot of dirty stuff. And my thing is, why is it only certain people that are protected? Why is it that when black folks are offended by anything, it's business as usual? I didn't see not one website take down those pictures of him and Candace Owens in White Lives Matter shirts. I didn't see any Fox News people, Ben Shapiro, uh, Child, all the other ones. I didn't see none of them offended at that point. Now these same people are upset. Now Chris Cuomo's upset. I didn't hear him hooping and hollering and interviewing Kanye when black folks were mad about that shirt. I'm just saying. So on that note, we're going to start taking some calls. Make sure you guys raise your hand if you guys want to speak. I'm going to start bringing people on. Keep the conversation respectful, of course. Um, but I'm going to start bringing folks on stage. So let me go ahead and start with D Love. D, go ahead and unmute your microphone. D. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, turn down the background. Okay, y'all need to be ready. Um, let me bring on Nifa. Nifa, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Nifa, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. I know Charleston White. Some people don't like him, but I'm not going to care. Some of the stuff he was saying was, like, spot on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the rest of the celebrities ain't really getting to it. And I'm surprised that Boosie even clicked up with T.I. because Boosie on um, Glad interview, on Vlad interview, he said that he wasn't even going to mention or talk about Charleston White because he felt like Charleston White is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So that was shocking to me when you just told us about that. And that whole Kanye West thing, I feel like because you know how he Nori has been going on all these platforms like Breakfast Club and that other show with Ebro Nim. He went on um the Breakfast Club when he called in and he was like, um, he also mentioned that Charlemagne told him twice not to do the interview. And so I personally feel like Nori just wanted the views, he did it for money and like mm -hmm. He knew it was like he knew he knew what he was getting himself into, but he just knew he was gonna get a bag. And now he like privated the video because he don't want to get sued. And I hope that um George Ford Flamley go after that nine billion dollars that Kanye West got because they need their money. Cause what they saying is very, very disrespectful. I want them to sue everybody, even Candace Owens. Since you wanna be so famous, let me get that money up off you, cuz that's all I gotta say, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sis. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
I love her accent. Now, what I found funny about that Breakfast Club interview is how much uh, Charlemagne was caping, honey. I said, well, damn. Tell us how you really feel. Well, yo, you shouldn't have did the interview and this and that. And, you know, there's good, good folk. Them is good folk. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is a man who basically got in his position by disrespecting damn near everybody in the black community. I'm, I'm not talking about the new Charlemagne that I go to therapy and I have a therapist, not that Charlemagne. When he was coming up with Wendy Williams, this man talked about every black person like a damn dog. So to see him sitting here crying tattoo tears for another group of people is very, very interesting. And the fact that Nori was on a hobo tour in less than 24 hours, it was just comical. You knew what you was doing. So why are you on this tour now trying to apologize? You knew what it was. You were looking for views. You were looking for clicks. You're trying to make Drink Chance be the next breakfast club. So don't come apologizing now and trying to, you know, rewind the clock. Because while y'all was interviewing him, everybody seems to be having a good old funky time, as they should have been. Because that's your guest. You bought him on there for a reason. So I just, I found Charlemagne's response the next day very funny. But from what I was told, the reason why Charlemagne felt the way about Kanye is because during that interview, Kanye had called him out because he said that Kim left Kanye because she wanted a bigger peen. And Kanye was like, you're a grown man. Why would you be talking about another grown man's peen size? And he said that basically Charlemagne's an agent or something like that, or he's an industry plant. So Charlemagne felt the way. He definitely felt the way about the situation. So let me go ahead and bring out some more calls. Can you guys hear me? I see some people saying they couldn't hear me. Okay. Um, Esther, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. Joy Freeman, go ahead and unmute yours. Hi, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Um, I just want to go based on what you were just saying about Charlemagne too. Um, I do feel like I don't know. I don't. Who's who, what's the Breakfast Club? Who's that owned by? Is it iHeart? iHeart Media. Mm, iHeart. I feel like um, there's definitely been like a switch because I remember when I can't remember his name right now, but he was he he was a guest on the Breakfast Club and he bought the other um. Tra- like trans women on the breakfast club or whatever. And all this stuff that like, we kind of wanted Charlemagne to say, it seemed like he would just bite in his tongue. And it seems mm. like he bite his tongue a lot when it comes to certain people. And when it comes and with Kanye West too, I realized like just all of a sudden he's been on drink. What's it called? Drinking champs a few times in like a short period, period of time. So I feel like they're, purposely bringing him on to kind of like I don't know try to embarrass him because they know it's people are drink drinking is involved you know what I'm saying so of course he's going to say some outrageous stuff like the stuff that he said with uh what was it Drake and Chris and I Mm -hmm. felt like that was really like unnecessary because I don't know certain things that he brings I just want to know what's the what's the point and what's the reason because it's not looking good for him now because, um, what was it? Uh, JP Morgan Chase, they pulled out, um, a deal with him. They took, they just cut off his deal randomly. So it's not really looking. Well, it wasn't a deal. It was his bank account. Oh, it was. Oh yeah. That was his bank account. They basically closed his account and threw back like, what was it like almost 400 million and said, we don't want this in our bank. 
that's how you know folks who got power when they can just turn down money that they're using to loan to other people and say, we don't need your money here. Uh, and then he just a couple years ago, like 10 years ago, or maybe like maybe longer than that, where he went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And now it's just it's just crazy, like how things are just going like backwards for him now. And I think it's obviously, you know, his mental health and I guess nobody's really there in his corner. But who knows? He probably even burnt bridges for the people that were like really there for him. So but that was all I had to say. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling sis. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Sarah Safik. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Can you hear me all right? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing this evening? Good. Good. I'm calling from Indianapolis, so not too far from you. (laughs) But um, I just wanted to mostly speak about the Kanye West situation. Um, I really think that he is trying to play the white media and play, um, you know, all these white people and try to make money off of them. Cause you know, not too long ago, he was all for the black community. Old Kanye would never say what he's saying now about, uh, you know, George Floyd. Um, he, I wouldn't think he would dare make a white lives matter shirt, but you know, today I really feel like he's trying to profit off of them. Um, I even spoke to my, I uh, spoke to my husband about this. Um, I would do it too. If I could wake, make money off of the racist white people, I would. And, you know, donate um, a good portion of it to help our neighborhoods. Why not? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, I think that would be, you know, a good way um, for that money to go. And then, but also, I think he's also on a double-edged sword because while he's trying to use them, Candace Owens, her husband, everybody, you know, they could try, um, they're going to try and write off of his wave as, as well, you know? And well, um, I, I, I just, mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I'm, I don't really necessarily think that he's trying to necessarily use white people to, to gain. I think Kanye's pissed and hurt, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that he thought his proximity to whiteness via Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian clan was going to able to get him into certain spaces. I really Mm -hmm. think this is where a lot of this is coming from because the way he goes in and out of his rants, a lot of it is like a frustration. Like he's really pissed. Like, you know, like it should have been him working for Louis instead of Virgil and it should have been him here. And he turned, remember he turned Kim and the whole family into his own muses to Mm -hmm. get them into these spaces, into these fashion houses. He seems, he comes off like a pissed off rapper that never made it, even though he's made it. But you know that saying, a pissed off rapper, he comes (laughs) off like a, I guess we should say a pissed off fashion designer that never made it because those spaces, (laughs) they don't let a lot of people in. 
And he keeps saying he's a genius and he's so smart. And he's like one of the, you know, smartest fashion designers, even though he doesn't have a degree. Well, the, the white folks who run these fashion houses, Louis Vuitton, Prada, Balenciaga, you know, Chanel, they don't seem to think that. And I think that's where a lot of his frustration comes in because he thinks that now that he has all this money and he's a billionaire, they don't acknowledge or accept him. Because remember, when he did the interview with Cuomo earlier today, what was he saying? And he said it yesterday. They don't even call me a billionaire. They don't Mm -hmm. even put billionaire in front of my name. But they do it for all the white billionaires. But but he needs to go back, like he said, to the old Kanye. Remember, you st- even even if you got money, you still a nigga in a coop. He said mm-hmm. those words. So I don't understand why he's so confused. These are words right. that he told us years ago. Right, exactly. I think, yeah, he definitely wants to be the black man that made it. That's how I feel like a lot of, unfortunately, how a lot of us uh, black people are is, um, you know, we want to be the one to get out. We want to be the one that the white people look at like he made it but don't want to help, you know, other black people get on, don't want to help praise them, lift them up. And that's why all the female rappers want to get into their little tizzies, um, you know, more openly and more catty. And, you know, the male rappers do the same thing. But I just really, really think that um, about, yeah, what you said makes a lot of sense and how he could be, how I could see he's really hurt. But, you know, I still also think he would love to take their money too, you know. Oh, yeah. We're not going to turn on nobody. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to do that. (laughs) He's going to get it any way he can. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. It was good talking to you. Thank you. You have a good one. I'm going to still be listening. Okay, perfect. All right. We got a lot of people calling in, so I want to try and get as many people on. Um, Let me go ahead and bring on Haley J. Hi, T. Hello, how are you? Good. I just want to say I've been watching you since high school, and now I'm 20. So I'm pretty excited about this. Um, First, I wanted to say I'm a huge fan of Kanye, and I do. um, I did watch the interview, and I was a bit kind of confused because he was, like, all over the place. Mm. And I feel like he's hard of expressing himself. And I feel like he hold a lot of thoughts and emotions in when he does have the platform to speak his mind. He just goes on a rampage. And I also feel like he didn't get the Louis Vuitton done that he wanted because I feel like Louis Vuitton know that Kanye is kind of like he's very unpredictable Mm -hmm. and and he's very political. And I didn't like the fact that he put political um statements in his fashion i don't like that and it often makes me think about like i wish we could go back to how we used to be when we didn't really speak of politics and where everybody stand in politics and i feel like it's kind of dividing the world and i do agree with you with like we shouldn't be so emotionally attached to what uh celebrities say and what they believe in because we should be thinking of things in our own like who really cares about if you think white lives matter and I didn't really care that he wore that shirt because it was kind of stupid that he wore it because you're black and you're saying white lives matter it's kind of stupid so I didn't really care about it but Mm -hmm. I did feel some type of way about him with the whole George Floyd thing Mm -hmm. 
And I also feel like Nori is an opportunist and he's a snake to me because I watch his Drink Champs uh, channel and I feel like he agrees with some of the stuff these rappers say. And it'd be like disgusting stuff sometimes. And it's like stuff that you shouldn't agree with. And he'd be agreeing with it and letting them just say anything without correcting them. And I feel like when I was watching the interview, I just kept hearing Kanye talk about Douce. Like, yeah, everybody should drink this Douce because it makes you be more expressive and talk more, this, this, and that. I feel like it was kind of like a setup. Like, because, you know, Diddy and Kanye got into it. I feel like this was a whole setup. So Diddy will just kind of like mess up Kanye, let him ruin his reputation a little bit. Because he know like you when you drinking and you're talking to a friend, you know, you just say whatever is on your mind because you're comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Diddy just like was like, oh, yeah, this is our moment. We finna make him embarrass himself. Well, it's very interesting. He even went on. Revolt TV's Drink Champs because he was also on this saying F Diddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's his station. So that was even bold of Kanye to like even go there. That was very bold. I didn't think he would do that. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Love you too, sis. Bye. Now somebody was saying, um, in the chat here that Kanye said something about they're going to put out a a video of him smashing a goat. What? (laughs) Somebody wrote it in the chat like four minutes ago. I must have not got to that part of the interview, you know, before they privated it. But let me let me go ahead and um bring on Raheem. Raheem, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, what's going on, love it T. Hey guys. Hey, Raheem. Thanks for calling in. For sure. Um, so there's a saying, a broken clock is right at least two times a day. And that's what I get with uh, Kanye. Um, I feel that Kanye brings on these tactics uh, because it sparks controversy. And he likes to hear himself. Like, even though, um, you know, he he has certain things that are, are, you know, like that make you provoke thought. He just wants to, like, you know, he feels like he has this savior complex. Like, we are supposed to cling on every single word that he says and take it, like, if it's his goal. Like, he's a prophet to the Black Mm -hmm. people. You know, he has this savior complex about him. And we kind of egg him on. I mean, as we as, like, as far as, like, the media, like, Nori was like, oh, my God, you're a genius. And and, and just was just, just gaslighting him. And he just took it to a whole nother level. And now that they're taking these... Uh, social platforms away from him. He feels like he has got to just like put out everything and see what will stick. I mean, he even said that Drake was the greatest rapper of all time. And I'm like, how is Drake the greatest rapper of all time if, you know, it's known that he has ghostwriters, you know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff that he does to try to intentionally provoke people. Like his ego is, that's his downfall, you know? Him and Nicki Minaj, really big, good song called uh, New Body. And Nicki ate that um ate that uh that verse up if y'all haven't heard it um and he didn't put it out because it would have been a whole other situation with monster and that was a whole controversial thing so yeah that's my thoughts on um Kanye okay well thank you so much for calling in Raheem oh you're welcome all right so let me go ahead and bring on Lady J 
Hey, friend. Hey, Lady J. What's going on, sis? Hey, y'all. Can you guys hear me? I know y'all always be talking about me because my audio. <laughs> no, we can hear you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I wanted to jump in and just say a few things. Hope everybody's yes. well this evening. As you know, the fake resident historian, let's not forget this is midterm election season, people. Everything has a rationale. Now, I didn't see the full video or the interview, but I find it really fascinating that they're complaining about misinformation when these Republicans in these Republican states have been talking about the 1619 Project and misinformation and not putting slavery in textbooks in the southern states. Okay, you know, I find all of this fascinating and I really think that they're pushing like all of these, the worst of the black community out here on TV doing some of the most tumultuous times in our history to deflect. And Kanye Mm -hmm. is really, you know, as one from Chicago, as one who was familiar with his mother's work when she was at Chicago State University, remember seeing him on the streets hawking his stuff and trying to link up with Common and the rest of these folks, he has fallen far. And he's gone so far that I think he can't come back. And I think you make some good points about him being angry that he didn't get this adjacency of whiteness that he thought he was going to get. You really, I think that's really a lot of really what's going on here. It's a lot going on, but I just had to say that because it's midterms, y'all. Don't let these folks distract us. Don't let them right. distract and us. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, people are getting so emotionally invested, you know, on anything Kanye does and says. And it's like, I just don't have the energy to. Somebody told me, they left a, a goofy comment, wrote a whole dissertation and said in my last Kanye video, it seems like you have more passion for your for your deep dive about water than Kanye disrespecting the black community. Bitch, do you mm-hmm. know we can only go three days without water? What the fuck? I can go the rest of yeah. my life without ever hearing Kanye. Like, what is the comparison? <laughs> like, it just didn't make any sense. Like, you're exactly. mad because I have more passion for, for water and what's going on with the environment than Kanye's rant that he'll be on again next week. Like, I've been saying from day one, if y'all would stop giving him the attention that he's seeking, he'd eventually go away. That part. Definitely. But people don't want to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's like he's one of those people that people love to hate. And again, he did make some decent points in that interview. I'd be a hypocrite to be like, oh, he didn't say some stuff. I was like, okay, okay. Thanks. I'm feeling this part. You know, he did make some decent points in that interview. You know what I'm saying? But then there were other stuff that was like, nah, this is nonsense. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that part out. I don't agree with it and move on. Now, let me ask you this. I'm hearing that mm-hmm. Candace Owens' husband Supposedly is the CEO of Parlor. I heard real, that too, Did y'all hear he, that? Yeah, I heard that too. Like he's either owner or a, one of the subsidiaries that's associated with it, and basically they grifting off of Kanye, which mm-hmm. I absolutely, absolutely believe. Um, what's really disturbing is the They're water. Saying in the chat that he is CEO. He is. So if he's CEO yeah, yeah. and now they're saying that Kanye is getting ready to buy it, it all makes sense, mm-hmm. this whole connection. But finish what you were Yeah, look say. what they did to Bill Cosby. Remember when he tried to buy NBC? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the thing, you know, some black men, not all of y'all, y'all have to remember that just because y'all get a different 
ticket to the backstage, they will still toss you out. And, and I don't know how many times we have to see this in our community when we get to a certain affluency and they think they get this type of money and they still going to, like you just said, quoted one of his former rhymes, I think college, college dropout, they still going to treat you like a Negro. So why are we playing this game? If, if Kanye take this money and do what he's supposed to do and create a space, a safe space for us, he could win. But I don't think the powers that be want him to do. And I think that is why they're distracting Kanye, because Kanye really has a reach that mm-hmm. these folks don't want him to have. Yeah, he does. Okay. He does have a reach. Yeah. And with Kanye, it's not just the black community. He really has a global reach. There are so many people overseas that really, really like Ye and go hard for Ye. So and especially now he's trying to get into politics. They, it's bad enough they already had Trump, the reality TV star, become a president. They're not trying to, they're not ready for no black, dark skinned rapper to run in 2024. Trust and believe that. Never Obama lie. was I enough. We, <laughs> and I knew that eight years of Obama, that's why I left the United States quiet as it's kept, because I knew eight years of a black man as president was definitely going to have some repercussions. And God, I can't pick no lottery numbers. But I can definitely forecast political events. And I just really don't see this really ending well for Kanye. I don't see this ending well. Somebody better get a hold of him because we have historical narratives of what happens for men like him. You got Michael Jackson. He tried to buy. Look what happened to Michael. Um, Bill Cosby tried to buy. Look what happened to Bill. Uh, look about the brother right now who if who bought the Weather Channel. I can't think of his name right now. Who's suing? I forget who he's suing because of all of this situation. And did you guys hear about the the uh, situation in Louisiana? Right now, today, they are trying to petition the Supreme Court to make a determination. This is why I think really Kanye got loud. Determine who is black in America. Let me say that again, y'all. The Louisiana Appellate Court petitioned the Supreme Court to determine who is Black so they can gerrymander us out of the voting constituency. Y'all better pay attention because that's what's really going on. I think Kanye coming out right now has a real purpose. It just don't Mm. feel right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, they said it's Byron Allen who had bought the Weather Channel. So Jay That's said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stay on the line with me. We're gonna take on some more calls, Lady J. Okay, I'm gonna go meet. So if you can, okay. Um, let me go ahead and bring on um young Kobe. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Well, we can't hear you. You might want to go out and then come back in. Um, Jay Phoenix, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey T, can you hear me? Hey Jay, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I've been waiting for so that. What do you think about all this drama, honey, that's going on with Kanye, Charleston White, just, just the whole collective? I didn't know Charleston White was until you did your commentary on him. So I really don't have any opinion. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot to say about Kanye and Drink Champs. And I, I don't like the idea of, for one, three-hour interviews. Nobody has enough time to be watching a three-hour interview of people drinking and smoking. Mm, like, that's just one it. thing that I don't like, especially if you're having heavy 
and real conversations about stuff. You know, that's the one thing, let me just piggyback off what you just said. That's the one thing that bothers me with that is that why is it that when it comes to, like you said, real heavy conversations and it comes to black media, we have to have liquor and, and weed and like we just can't have regular sit down conversations without all the theatrics, the clapping and the, the you know, the booms and, and the rapping in between. It's just too much. Like if it's a fun interview, that's one thing, but they were hitting on some real heavy stuff. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, it's just it's it's too extra. I'm not a fan of that personally. And with Kanye West, I think we all talk about how much we miss and love the old Kanye West, but we don't know if that was really him to begin with. Mm. And a lot of those old songs weren't written by him. We always talk about ghostwriters. There's a lot of rappers that talk about this person has a ghostwriter, this person has a ghostwriter. Kanye West has been known to have ghostwriters, so has Jay-Z and a lot of other rappers that are males. You know, so like that stuff was written by Lupe Fiasco and other rappers that were more conscious at the time anyway. So we don't know who the real Kanye West actually is. So I'm not buying that he's that intellectual. This is coming from a man who recently said in an interview that he doesn't read books. He compared it to eating broccoli and vegetables. For one, you should be eating vegetables anyway. It's healthy. But like, I don't trust anyone intellectually that says they don't read. What do you mean you don't read? Like, and that's just not a good message to send black folks. And you have the nerve to want to open up a school and charge people thousands of dollars for the school. You have to sign NDAs for it too. On top of that, that sounds fishy to me too. I'm just not sold on the Kanye brand. I refuse to be brainwashed by him or Candace Owens or anybody on the left or the right. Cause I think they're both trash. Both sides of the aisle are trash. Now, a lot of people are agreeing with the chat because people don't speak on Kanye's ghostwriters. Miss Muchilla is saying that Consequence wrote a lot of his stuff. People are saying that Lupe had written a lot of stuff for him as well. So that is true. Nobody really thinks about that. We think about these albums that we love, but were those really his words? Because again, I just find it very interesting that somebody who's so woke, well, you know, initially was so woke and and so pro-Black ended up with the Kardashian. And I remember a lot of people were saying that back then, like, this doesn't even make sense. How do you go from Alexis to, you know, Amber Rose to Kim Kardashian, you know, but you were the same man who was up there taking up for Black people during Katrina. And so now to hear him, you know, fast forward years later, and he's constantly downing Kim and constantly downing the family. And it's like, bro, you were a part of this family for eight years straight. You saw nothing wrong with them. You weren't worried about when they were you know, teaching other people's daughters and nieces and, and little cousins to be out here getting plastic surgery and to lead them with their sexuality, it didn't bother you. But now that your little North, Northwest is about to go through puberty and now you're worried about these grown men looking at her the same way that y'all was looking at other people's daughters. Exactly. And, you know, what's also crazy to me is I know, like, he upset that specific group of people, too. And I feel like we shouldn't broad stroke any group of people, but... I feel like if he really wants to go after certain people within that group, he should have named names, name the names or call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Because that would be less, quote unquote, I don't want to say the words on here, anti-Semitic. You know what I'm saying? Just say the specific names of the people that you're upset with in the fashion industry. Yeah. And keep moving. I respect that a lot more than just like doing the broad strokes, because then you would like you wouldn't get all the extra backlash, too. Exactly. And I know there's definitely, like I was telling Lady Jet earlier, I definitely feel there's that tension with him not 
being able to align himself to like certain white people in that fashion industry because you know the latest thing was he was going at the other black guy I'm a, Tremaine um, who was working very closely with Virgil he's on Kanye's team and he was accusing Louis Vuitton of basically poisoning you know Virgil and killing him you know he had been kind of spreading that rumor and I remember Tremaine went off on Twitter about that like keep Virgil's name out your mouth you weren't even cool with Virgil like that you didn't even come to the private viewing for Virgil so it, it's very weird now that he does keep invoking Virgil's name. And I feel like he is trying to take shots at Louis Vuitton. But I don't think it's coming from a genuine place. I think he's upset because he never got that gig. Yeah, it's definitely in bad faith. And that's why I just can't support it. You know, like Raheem said earlier, like a broke clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Was there anything else you needed to add? Um, that's it. I'm good. I'll be listening for the rest. Okay. Thanks for calling in, Jay. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Zara. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. Miss Muchilla, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I am good. You know, I we got to use your coin phrase. What is that? Age of the Chaos. Mm. Age of the Chaos is both Charleston White and Kanye West. So this is all to, to get us, like Lady J said, distracted. Please, everybody, keep focused and keep your eye on the prize. Kanye West did make sense when he mentioned the things about the banks, though. I hope he gets together with Mike Jones and he he does the black bank thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact I feel like the Drink Champ show, I feel like that's an agent of chaos also. Because the last person that was speaking a lot of wisdom into us went on that show. They knew he was a a, a, um, a recovering addict. And they sat him in a room with alcohol and God only knows what other items. And that was DMX. Oh. And they got him. And, and it seemed like once he went on that show, it was downhill from there. Because when he did the first Exactly. When he did the verses with Snoop, remember he didn't drink on that. He didn't that drink at all. So true. He did not drink at all. DMX was on point. He knew all his lyrics, all of that. And he was praying and dropping gems on a lot of us if you read between the lines with certain things. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that that was all orchestrated to get him out of his office square. And they doing the same thing with him because they see they want everybody to dismiss it as him having mental issues. Some things he do drop jewels with, some things be real far left. We all know this. Because how you go from saying George Bush don't care about black people to slavery was a choice, then to white lives matter. What's going mm-hmm. on in Zutay? We don't know. And Charleston White, I can't stand him. He's just, to me, he's like a he he's just as bad as six nine to me. They're all they all trying to get the black man locked up. They want him to talk. They want him to do crazy things. They st- need they need to stop giving these that one, especially Charleston White, any platform to talk on. Mm-hmm. With certain stuff he's saying, I know the sister. I, I know he shouldn't be um how you say censored, but I feel like we're giving them too much attention. I think that's the problem now with social media. Especially with like spaces like YouTube, Instagram, you know, even spaces like this. 
at this point, anybody can be a, you know what I'm saying, can be a commentator. Mm-hmm. Any Yahoo with a microphone and earbuds can literally just set up, set up a channel and just start going live and start talking. When we were growing up, people were vetted. Yep. You couldn't just get on television and run in your mouth and you, mm-hmm. you weren't articulate. You didn't know what you were talking about. Right. Nowadays, anybody can be seen as some type of leader. And I think that's the problem sometimes in the Black community is that we're always looking for a leader, a leader some type mm-hmm. of father figure, some type of mother figure. Nah, people need to learn to lead your lead yourself. L- take talking points from everybody. Me, this person, that person. Take talking points. Take what you like, what you don't like, set it to the side. But nobody's here to, should be here to lead anybody. We right. should all be trying to lead our own households. And mm-hmm. that's the problem. You have a lot of fatherless people, and they are looking at the Charleston Whites, the little Boosies, the TIs, to raise them. And it's not their job. You know, so I, I definitely agree with you on that. And now speaking back to the, the drink champs thing, because that's one thing that's always bothered me. And I don't watch this show a whole lot, but the few times I've, you know, watched, especially like certain viral interviews. And I, and for the most part, I like Nori. I'm mad at him for private in the video. You know, that's my own little attitude towards him. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I've always liked Nori. But the whole drinking thing while talking, and I get it, it's supposed to be like a comfortable environment. It's never sat well with me, right? And everybody knows I'm not a heavy drinker. Hell, I got, you know, tipsy off of whip shots. <laughs> drinking to me is very spiritual. Yep. You know, and I talk about this all the time in my deep dives. When you drink, especially to the point, you're allowing certain spirits, you're allowing certain entities into you. Sometimes people on this show get so drunk, they don't even realize what they said until they see the playback. Exactly. What kind of made me nervous with Nori? I believe he said on Hot 97, I might be wrong. He said that this was filmed at 8 o'clock in the morning. Did y'all catch that? So, so you, look. This I, interview I, I, was at 8 in the morning. And they're drinking heavy like that. As soon as, you ain't even had cereal. You ain't even ate breakfast. I know. That was an 8 o'clock in the morning interview. And y'all are talking about drinking Douce and Henny. And that's just weird to me. Keep in mind, the younger folks don't remember how he bugged out on MTV and snatched that mic from um Taylor Swift. That was all off of Hennessy drunk. Mm. He was drunk like that off of Hennessy. So they know what his vices is. And, and, and they know what his vices is. Oh, we'll just put him on drink champs, let him talk. He'll put himself in the hole. And look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that Hennessy jumped into him that night. That was, like, the craziest thing. And I've noticed it's, like, he tries not to, like, really drink, but then eventually as the interviews go on, he'll start, you know, sipping something, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, it's, it's just very weird because people will go on and be like, I don't drink, I just do water. But the longer they sit on them long interviews, you'll notice those, okay, well, fine, I'll take a shot. Or, okay, fine, I'll take a sip. Yep. It's very interesting. I, I I was so, when I watched the DMX interview, I was like, why are they giving this man alcohol? He shouldn't even have this in his, If even if it's called drink champs, you could have some sort of, you know he, he has an addiction. Why wouldn't you try to, um like, do all of this? It, it was all orchestrated to make sure you stay safe. Like, oh, he was back on, on drugs again. And they're going to they gonna, they gonna, um, try to spin this 
where he's, oh, he's talking out of his head and they're going to censor him. A lot of stuff he said was kind of out there. But, you know, if y'all watch the, the Netflix documentary, you could see sometimes how he was outside of his head talking like where you it just seemed like, wow, how you how we get here? And you he was just like, all right, a couple of minutes ago. So we know he, he he's like that. Yeah. Now, somebody said that Boosie didn't drink in his episode. I didn't watch Boosie's episode. So that's good. And granted, again, everybody's an adult. So it's up to that individual adult to say, well, no, I'm not going to drink. I'm cool. But if you already dealt with things like alcoholism or any type of, um, you know, drugs, that can be a trigger. Just even being around that can cause you to easily relapse. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good point that you made about that. Yeah. But I just, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank me. Thank me. Thank you. I want to thank you for letting me speak. And we need to just stop giving them all this attention. Charleston, White, Whack, 100, 6, 9, all of these weirdos that's doing all this crazy stuff to just get people mad. I know. I, look, right. I ain't going to bring up Whack 100, but, you know, I, I'm, you know, look. He do no, it's all good. It's a lot, it's a lot of them. It's, it's this whole section of, like, just grown men yeah. on YouTube that just be going in and talking. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, T. Okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Lady J, she made some good points. Okay, hope y'all can hear me. Yet. There we go. Can y'all hear okay, me? Okay, now we can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Moochilla, hey. She always make good points. And you know what? It's you and her. Y'all both will remind me of some stuff that I forgot. That DMX point. Ooh, when she said that, I was like, oh, my goodness. And it kind of harkened to one of the other commentators here saying, you know, a clock is, you know, a broke clock is uh, correct twice a day. And in this concept and sense that you know better and you're putting yourself at risk as an adult to be in a space. Um, I did not know that was an 8 a.m. situation. You know, where are the adults in the room? Like, where are the adults in the room? I think that because you can, people do. And I I like to say freedom ain't free. Meaning that just because you have the freedom to do it does not mean that there is not consequences for behaviors and actions of that freedom. So yes, Kanye, you can say what you want to say, the freedom to say what you want to say, but look at the outcome. And I always wonder why people like him don't kind of curate their message better. I think he could have said everything he said, Charleston White too, could have said everything what they said if they would have said it better. But again, we have the Herschel Walkers of the world who are put out here on purpose to make us look a fool. Anytime we're at a precipice where we're beginning to question things and change things, something will happen that will set us back. And it's like we are in a state of abuse, people of color. How long are we going to tolerate this? It's not okay. You know? And so I don't, I don't know. Because today it's been announced that George Floyd's family is suing him for like $250 million. I saw that. So that's going to be very interesting. So that might have been why Nori ran for the hills and went to go private. I mean, I would have too. Yeah, he didn't want that smoke. But I'm hearing they're also going to go after Candace as well. And to me, that even makes more sense with Candace because she's the one who filmed all of that stuff. And 
you know, put it out there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So let me go yeah. ahead and bring on um, Sade. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Uh, hello? 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 Hi. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Um, I, I, I hope everyone's, all, all the tea sippers, they're, they're doing well. Sorry, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> um, so what do you think about the whole situation with Kanye? It's interesting. It, I, I think one of the things that came to mind for me is from a mental health perspective. I, so as someone who experiences mental health issues with, with mania, for instance, because he has bipolar and the thing about it is it's like, it's a disease where you have a lot of issues regulating your emotions and how you're in touch with reality and things like that. And so when you do experience mania, I think it's, I will say, I think it's it's one of those things where you're not in control in your mind per se, but you feel like you are. And I feel like that's might be one of the things that might lead someone to maybe feel like, Oh, I don't, need to take medication or I don't need to talk to someone because I feel like I'm in control. Um, mm-hmm. But you're, you're actually not in touch with reality. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think with Kanye, it's like, it's probably that mixed with also just narcissism and then also him being a celebrity, someone powerful. It's like, there's not enough people around him telling him no obviously, and enablers and things like that. Um, I think it's sad with the, the censorship as well because, I mean, he's definitely been saying and doing a lot of really ignorant stuff, but at the same time, it's like it's, it's difficult with someone like him because it's like, um, like the person said, a broken clock is right twice a day when it's like, if you listen to him for long enough and you wade through the stuff that sounds a bit nonsensical, you can get some stuff out of him that's actually quite informative, but then it's also packaged with the fact that he he's clearly going through some personal stuff and I guess also troubled by like not having white acceptance, <laughs> I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a mixture of everything. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's just a shame because it's like he's clearly an intelligent, talented person, but it's like he needs help with his health. Uh, again, too many enablers around him. And then it's like, I just kind of wonder what the end goal here is. Uh, someone, I, I don't remember if it was you, but someone was talking about how he just desperately wants out of some contract with Adidas or something, or if this is him trying to like sink his own ship for some reason, but I I just don't see what the end goal is. And again, it's a shame when somebody, especially somebody black with that level of power and influence gets into these spaces is in a position to create a positive influence for other black people. And they turn around and do stuff like this. That's just sad to see. That's what I think. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for inviting me on. It's been nice. Definitely.
Have a good night. Um, you too. Thank you, T. Bye. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Vincent J. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. We can't hear you, Vincent. I think we have to go out. You have to go out and come back in. Um, let's see here. Ayana, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are oh, you? hey, T. I'm good. <laughs> Hello. Over here, Cole. I had to finally turn the heat on. Anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't want to talk about Kanye because that's just ugh, makes my head hurt. But I do wanted to talk about Charleston White. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like the good and bad points that he made. Now, mm-hmm. I do think that King and I just found out about, I guess, about Tootie or whatever for Boosie. I think they were both very disrespectful um, and some of the antics that they do do online, you have to be accounted for. Um, I'm not personally going to be a parent up here defending my eight-year-old or 18-year-old, sorry, who wants to call people broke and be beneath them and like talk bad about their moms or like tax brackets and stuff. But when Tootie told Charleston White, you know, oh, I hope you die. I can't wait until you die. That's just something new. Like, I've never seen that in my life to where you can be that comfortable just wishing death on someone so open. You're like, talking about the young man that was saying that when Tootie was saying that to him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do you, I just really don't know how you can fix yourself to say things like that about anyone. I mean, good or bad. I Like I said, I would never worry, even wish death on my worst enemy. Because there's so much life to live and you can, you know, you still have time to change yourself. But I do think the route that not even just these kids, but a lot of kids nowadays are going. Like I'm seeing 14 year old rappers with these weirdo tattoos and, you know, being in the streets talking about the lives that they want to live, living through these other rappers. I just think that a lot of it is just. It's just like way too much. So that's like the thing that I did agree with Charleston White on. Like these kids nowadays are just really kind of disrespectful. And they really, I feel, don't really know their place like that. That's not a child's place to be singing about, like I said, 14, about a girl that just gave you top or all oh, this new gun just blew somebody. Well, so the problem is we're the parents. Yeah. You have parents who are now trying to live off of their kids. You have parents who want their kids to be their sole provider. It's not it's not my kid's job to take care of me. I had them. They didn't have me. And that's the problem is that the roles have been reversed, and especially with social media. So you have parents who feel like, okay, well, now I don't have to, you know, leave my couch and drive my kids to L.A. and take them to, you know, casting calls and, you know, do it the old school way and get headshots done. I can literally pimp my child out on Instagram. Hence, all the little 14 year old girls on there dancing with their little bellies out and, you know, all that stuff in hopes of getting picked and, you know, getting a chance to be an influencer. Hence, all the little boys out here on the block gang banging, shooting little videos on their iPhones with guns. Because, again, a lot of the parents are cool with it because they feel like there's a bag for them to get as well. Yes. And you see it on YouTube all the time with like these weirdo YouTube families having more kids just to, like you said, keep on collecting the bag off of these babies, unfortunately. Now, I did like look into these older videos of like Charleston White, like before all this came on. Mm -hmm. And then 
yes, most of them I thought were trifling. I would never make fun about women who are sexually assaulted and then come back and then you lied about it, supposedly. But that's why I can't take someone like him seriously exactly because it's like you can't sit here and you want to claim that you're speaking truth or you want to claim that you're the real victim, but you're spewing out all this weirdo stuff that I just cannot connect with. Exactly. But I think you did definitely hit the point earlier where anybody can just all of a sudden have this platform that shouldn't have it in the first place. And I think that's just going to really create, you know, like have like a lot of negative and evil people on the internet. And then unfortunately these people do get these followings where they're like, oh yeah, he's speaking truth. He's speaking power. Yeah. You know, I'm going to subscribe to him and you know, all this nonsense that they say. So it kind of makes me a little bit scared too at the end of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of nuances with that whole situation. And again, it's just funny that, and I get, you know, wanted to protect your kids and stuff like that, but it's funny that they can disrespect other people's children. T.I. cussed out that black woman for simply making a joke on stage, cussed her out like a dog. She was all types of bitches and this and that embarrassed her in front of the entire comedy club. Was she not somebody's daughter? And she was way younger than T.I. So it's always interesting how people can, you know, not my kid, not my kid, but you have no problem disrespecting other people's kids. You know, Boosie wants to, you know, wants everybody to boycott Jeffrey Dahmer. Nobody, no black folks should watch it. They shouldn't get no money. Are you paying the victims of your crimes money? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. See, that's the part I just can't, I, I can't even entertain is the hypocrisy. You know, the, the constant, you know, celebs who have soapboxes who really shouldn't have soapboxes. And mm-hmm. I get it. Don't get me wrong, because um, people can change. I'm not saying that you can't change. But I just think when you're when you do certain things, you, you, you know, I don't know. There's just no shame anymore. I guess that's what bothers me is that there's absolutely no shame. Like even back in the day. Right. Let's say you were known to like do certain things. Just an example. Right. Let's say you was you was out here prostituting, selling ass. Are you really going to be the loudest in the church to talk about, you know, oh, I can't stand when girls get involved in the stripping industry. You shouldn't be selling your body. But then you in the whorehouse Monday through Sunday, you know, Monday through Saturday. It's just like certain things. People stayed away from that. Or like if you were an alcoholic, you know, I do drink a lot. So I'm not going to keep preaching to somebody, you know, I'm saying about, well, you shouldn't drink when maybe you should stop drinking and go to rehab. And that's the vibe I get from some of these rappers. They want to keep telling folks what they need to do and and, you know, who, you know, media needs to pick and who we need to side with. No, Mm -hmm. we don't have to pick anything. Y'all ain't calling out these rappers who are bragging about being serial killers. Y'all deify people like King Von, but then cry about Jeffrey Dahmer. What is the difference? King Von just didn't eat his victims, but their their black families are suffering too. But y'all praise and deify people. It's just strange to me. So I, I don't take any of these people seriously. Yeah. I mean, like people always say, like, you got to think for yourself, use your own mind. You know, you were born with the one that you have and don't let any, look, don't let anyone influence the one that you have right now. But that's all I have to say, T. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's try Vincent again. Vincent, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. How are you? Pretty good. I'm doing good. 
Um, I just wanted to say something real quick, um, mainly about the Kanye situation. Mm-hmm. And that is freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just something that's really been evident these days that people think they can say anything um, and get away with it. And they're always going like, well, the Constitution says this, the Constitution says that. It does not say freedom of consequences. So I think he and other people need to understand that, you know, you have to be accountable for what you say. Um, and you, especially someone in that type of position, like you really need to understand that people are following you. So you cannot say um, just what you want. Um, me personally, it kind of traumatized me that he even said something like that because I know how I felt after the George Floyd situation. And I almost like felt depressed right after that. So to sit there and to have watched it happen live. Um, and then to kind of disregard it was just disgusting to me. But um, I do think we have to stop, you know, holding certain people on a certain pedestal and as the black community, you know, hold people accountable um, when things happen the first time. Because he said a lot of things um, way before this that I think he's kind of gotten a pass for um, up until he's talking about different communities. So I just really want to bring that point of, you know, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences. That is very true. And that's a really good point. And that's what people need to understand. Um, But I also think what's kind of frightening, I don't know if you guys are noticing this, but now there's starting to be more and more of a financial punishment for so-called freedom of speech. Now, before You know, you might say stuff that offends people. Folks might cuss you out. You know, they might troll you on Twitter and things like that. Now lawsuits are flying. Now people's, you know, channels are getting taken down. Livelihoods, Instagram, you know what I mean? It's like they're coming after the financial pockets now. So that alone is another way to silence people. Because if you can't get your money and you can't pay your bills, you're not, at that point, you don't, you're not going to talk, Right. If you know those right. consequences, I'm going to be homeless because they don't took my livelihood. It, that's another way to kind of suppress freedom of speech as well. Right. And I think it is a hard line, right? Like you want to make sure people can still express their opinions with the same token. There's always that line of just, you know, how, like where does it go too far? Yeah. <laughs> I think no, finding that line, it, it is a gray area. Okay. Well, thank so you thank so much you. for calling in. Mm-hmm. He made some good points. And Lady J, I want to go ahead and bring up another point that somebody brought up in the chat as well. Um, Mina is saying that corporations are becoming the moral authority. And that is such an excellent point. We didn't get a chance to do a podcast sure. about this, but we can bring that up. If you guys don't know, PayPal had got, oh, they got drugs, honey. They try to come out with a new ordinance that if you say something online that they do not like, if other people deem it offensive, you will be fined $2,500 out of your mm-hmm. PayPal account. And a lot of people, like I, I've told, we talked about this on Discord, especially people who work in the gig economy. A lot of folks use PayPal and Venmo and Cash App as, you know, like another banking account. A lot of times your money just sits there and collects. So they were trying to charge people 2500 bucks if you get flagged on Twitter or Instagram for saying something unbecoming. Social media drugged them for the filth. 
When I tell you folks came together like Voltron, people started closing their PayPal accounts. <laughs> this happened last weekend. All I people did. closing their PayPal accounts. I can't, you know, I got too much business for me to be closing anything, but a lot I of can't folks close mine either. Stuff. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. people was not playing. Once they seen thousands of people, hundreds of thousands actually, because this was global. Yeah, it was a lot. Of people shutting down their PayPal accounts, adding PayPal, adding the CEO, cussing them out. Oh, they came back and said it was a typo. Oh, we didn't mean it was a typo. It wasn't supposed to be a part of the letter. We apologize for any distress this may cause. That wasn't no damn typo. Nope. They were trying to slip that in and hoping mm-hmm. there would be no type of backlash mm-hmm. and get away with this. So that kind of shows you where we're going. It's, um, it's starting to feel like China, sis, with this whole social credit score <sighs> and not being able to say certain things. And again... I've never disagreed with people having their opinion. It's the way you say it. It's about tact. But when we start hitting people financially and, you know, even with what PayPal was trying to roll out, it feels very social credit scorish. Oh, baby, I know. Because I just got a call from the Entry Exit Bureau of Shanghai asking me, was I going to pay my tax bill for 2022? Yeah, uh, today. I'm like, how y'all get my phone number in America? Wait a minute. What? You know what I'm saying? So the money, people ain't playing about their money right now. And whoever made that comment in the chat about the corporation piece, remember Mm -hmm. this part. Corporations are now people as of 2000. Some of you guys may not know about things like Arthur Anderson and um, WorldCom and Enron and deregulation in Texas. That changed the game in the early 2000s that changed the game look it up then what happens is you have roe versus wade come to the supreme court but what happens is it's buried inside of that legislation there's other little you know pork as they call it and in that legislation there was um i can't say it word for word but basically saying that as individuals we don't have privacy so this is why, you know, certain states can keep, you know, an Excel spreadsheet on women's reproductive situations. And then in, in a few months, if they're not looking like they're about to have a kid, they're asking questions. And now you're going to jail for attempted murder. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that we have to deal with here in America. So absolutely, if you have Republicans and, you know, these MAGA folks that are being hit with their pockets, they want everybody else hit too. This is supposed to be equal opportunity, right? So it's coming for us. And you're going to have to be able to afford to speak your mind in a minute. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got the money to speak your mind, because these little guys. Ass- shut up. I'm sorry. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Because Cardi don't it's come getting to get that part. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting to that point though. It, it really you know? is, and and I believe that's what they are using Kanye for because they yes. know he's bipolar. He won't shut his mouth. He has a big opinion. He gonna go from platform to platform, and they're going to start with him. They are using him as the fall guy because if we can take down the black billionaire Kanye West, well now we know you know people who are nowhere near billionaire status. We gonna shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. He can afford all these weird lawsuits and to go back and forth. The average American can't. So this Kanye West situation, even the lawsuits that, that's being levied against him, it goes a lot deeper than most people think. Yes. Look at Alex Jones. 
for those of us who were watching mm-hmm. last yep. week when that 900, I watched it. I think I was hollering at you in the mess. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to have to go to Jupiter because he can't for live here on planet billion Earth. billion dollars? 989 million. And he still got another trial to go. I re- I watched the numbers read off. I just held my chest. I was like, ooh, he ain't got no neck. He ain't finna have no chest either because they taking <laughs> all his money. Yeah. And so this is where we're going. You know what I mean? So when I say look at things deeper, don't just get so emotionally invested like, oh, he said this about George Floyd and that's it. F him. You got to look at the whole picture. Look at everything that's coming behind what he said. Look at everything that's coming behind what Alex Jones said and look at PayPal, how they try to sneak in that bill. Oh, yes. And if it wasn't for people being in a. Yeah, that was a test run. And if that if people wouldn't have gotten into an uproar and started closing their accounts, they would have they would have been cool with it. So it's it's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Let me go ahead and bring on some more people. Young Kobe, uh, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, something's wrong with his iPhone. We still can't hear you. How am I just gonna sign him to an iPhone? <laughs> The shade. (laughs) Let me go ahead and bring on Chanel Jones. Chanel. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? Hey, T. Oh, my gosh. I love you. This is my first time getting shows. Okay. Okay. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) And I do have an iPhone, too, but thankfully, mine's work. Okay. So (laughs) um, this is how I feel about Kanye West. I feel like Kanye... When his mother was alive, because she was a professor, she was, seemed to be very pro-black. I feel like he was trying to seek her validation. So, you know, he kind of pandered to the black community a lot more. When she died, I feel like he kind of lost that purpose or that sense of purpose. So that's why he started da- dating like the Amber Roses, the Kim Kardashians. And I feel like if his mother was alive, I don't think she would have approved of that at all. And now that he's kind of, I don't know, it's like, it's so weird. People try to kind of, put it on mental health but I don't even think it's mental health I think he's just seeking validation and now that he's with or was with Kim Kardashian I think he tries to seek that validation like you said from the white fashion community he wants to be accepted by them and he wants to just be accepted by white people as a whole but I also feel like Kanye West plays both sides like Mm. (laughs) he wants to be accepted by black people one day then the next day he wants to be accepted by white people it's just, you know, he kind of tries to play both sides to try to get people on their sides. And I feel like we also coddle black men a lot in our communities. I feel Talk like about it. we coddle Kanye West. <laughs> like Because when it comes to, um, what's her name, Crochette Michelle? Mm-hmm. We, the, not me, because I still listen to Crochette Michelle, but the black community canceled her with swiftness. Like, And I was like, wow. Like, so all she did was perform or say she was going to perform for Trump. But this man has you know, done way more, has said slavery was a choice. And for him to say that slavery was a choice, I feel like he definitely is like, like that caller said earlier, I feel like he kind of played in our face. It's like, were you ever really pro-black? Like, or was this like your ghostwriters? Like, because that can, mm. it's going to get reparations. And you talking about slavery was a choice, that can be impactful. Like, oh, well, even your own people saying that slavery was a choice, you know? Right. So, I feel like Kanye West is, he's very dangerous because he's very, of course, influential. People look up to him. Black people now are still saying that they don't want to cancel him for a lot of the crazy stuff he done said. But 
in my book, I love, I used to love Kanye West because I thought he was so pro-black. He used to make me love being black. I love being black anyway, but he used to make me like, love it. Like I used to be like, oh my gosh, like all the stuff he was saying, his music, I was like, oh my gosh. But now like, it seemed like when he got with Kim Kardashian and his music started to suck even more. And now it kind of makes sense that he had ghostwriters before in the past. But um, with Charleston White, I don't feel like I can respect Charleston because like, I feel like if you're for black humanity, you can't play both sides with that either. Like I was with him when he was saying, Hey, the drill rappers, y'all should be punished. Y'all and people that kill people, of course, other black people in the community, y'all should be punished. But for him to kind of make fun of Trayvon Martin. And I know you said kind of chew, <laughs> chew the meat and spit out the, spit out the bones. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't I like that like, at all. Um, huh? Like when he said he was going to be the George Zimmerman and he was going to Trayvon Martin people, like, I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> that just left a bad taste in my mouth. And he's been said a lot of like out of pocket stuff, but I'm like, you can't say that you're for black humanity and for black people flourishing and making front of black children dying, um, mm-hmm. at the hands of other people. <laughs> you can't, that's not a joke. And talking about raping women, that's not a joke. Like, no, he, he just as bad in my book as Boosie and T.I. <laughs> but I feel like now it's at this point where he's like a clout. He's clout chasing because he sees that he's getting attention. So he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to be the hip hop police, you know, and it's just you can't play <laughs> both sides. You can't you can't be the oh, I'm going to um, I'm for black flourishment. All y'all rap niggas need to go to jail, yada, yada, yada. And then also saying, ha ha, I'm going to be the George Zimmerman. I'm a Trayvon Martin. Y'all like, huh? Like, uh, uh-uh. he lost me. He'd been lost me from the very beginning, but that's really what made me, I kind of always, he, he always gave me a bad vibe too. Just like mm-hmm. all the rest of the people that he'd be talking about. But that is what really made me kind of throw my hands up in the air with him. I was like, oh no, baby, that is, you got to go with that. <laughs> No. Yeah, like I said, I see a lot of hypocrisy on all sides, you mm-hmm. know, and that's the thing. It's like if we're going to start talking about canceling one, then everybody in hip hop should also be canceled. Mm-hmm. That, that's the part that just, you know, what I mean, like with, with this whole cancellation tour that T.I. and Lil Boosie are on, mm-hmm. where y'all are going, y'all are connecting to cancel him. And he said a lot of jacked up stuff, right? But what about also the stuff that's being said in hip hop? What about the things that they perpetuate and they say in music? They're quiet on that. And that's the part, like you said, where we'll coddle and make excuses for some of these black and male entertainers. Mm hmm. Yeah, because look how they treat Candace Owens. They, ugh, I hate her. <laughs> she did, she that. And I'm like, so if y'all got that opinion about Candace before he wore the White Lives Matter shirt, why ain't y'all say that about um him when he said slavery was a choice? Because in my eyes, he acting just like Candace. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but with Candace, because she a black woman, she got, oh, well, F her. She's dating a white man. And I've seen people say that too because she's dating a white man. Oh yeah, she's really over on their side. I'm like, well, shoot, Kim. Um, he dating Kim. Car- he married Kim Kardashian. Now he's talking about he's black. And one day he his kids black. One day, oh, they trying to do this to a black man. And then the next day, <laughs> he White Lives Matter shirts. Like, come on now, Kanye. Like at this point, I like I got to throw my hands up with with him too. <laughs> like I've been throwing my hands up with him. <laughs> but yeah, him and Charleston. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. It was good talking to you. Thank you, T. I love you. All right. Bye, love y'all. You too. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on. Ooh, hold on. The name disappeared. Uh, Rachel. Rachel, go ahead and meet your mic. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. 
Okay. So I'm going to keep it brief about um, Charleston White. Mm -hmm. He was speaking a lot of uncomfortable truth that we don't like to talk about. Um, King has been disrespectful. Like I used to watch their family show and I used to always think that little boy going to grow up to be a damn menace because they were never disciplining him the right way. They would just let him take over, do whatever he wants, talk crazy. And now this is the end result. So mm-hmm. when Charleston White said, you love your child, we don't. He really speaking the truth. King will mess around and get his, well, let me calm down. He'll mess around and get, I don't know if I got to say unalived or something. Because people don't care about him the way that you do. I mean, T.I. is his father, but that's only going to get him so far. You say the wrong thing to the wrong person. And you'll get wiped off the face of the earth just like anybody else. So he he's majorly disrespectful. And I'm happy that he that Charleston at least did what he did enough to get him in line. Because now we know, you know, things are serious. Maybe he'll chill out for a little minute. Yeah, because I know that, like I said, that whole Waffle House situation left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. You know, and that's the thing is that a lot of people right now are on edge. We don't know what's about to happen. Like, you notice, chat that people have more smoke and energy for things that are really concerning rich people who, for the most part, they'll be okay. But the average person right now, they don't close down crab fishing seas. They say, ain't no more crabs in the sea. Um, ain't no king crab coming. Can't nobody do no mukbangs. But that's almost like a billion dollar business within itself. Imagine all those people who work those boats, who sort through the crabs. Those people right now are out of work for this whole season. So now they have to try and find jobs. The heat bill is getting colder now. Heating has gone up. Gas is still high. So there's so many things going on right now that, yeah, you don't want to be out here testing folks, you know, and playing in their face and saying little things like I make more than you make in a, you know, I got more in my pocket than you make in a whole year. Nobody wants to hear that. And I believe that's why a lot of people didn't come to T.I.'s defense or his son's defense because of how his son had been treating just regular people. But now you want regular folks to come up and step up and, you know, wag their finger at Charleston White when your son disrespected those Waffle House employees who were just simply doing their job. I agree with you. Silence is loud. You know what I mean? The fact that yeah. nobody stood up for you, that should let you know something. You He know his son is out of control. So don't come and try to you know, go at another man. He wants to be grown. Let him be grown. Sometimes you just got to take that, you know, that ass whipping and that will grow you up faster. So, you know, let him catch all the smoke. You, He already said that he couldn't control him. He had been trying to talk to him and he wasn't working. So let him, you know what I'm saying? Catch the smoke that's coming from, from the grown man and maybe he'll grow up. Um, yes. Also, nobody is mentioning the fact that Charleston White called T.I. a rat an informant and I have been hearing this for years um for when he got pulled over and with all those guns and they had you know tiny on the ground arrested and all of that stuff like I um unfortunately know some people you know that have been in the system um a lot of them and they were all saying like when he got off with that they were like ain't no way in hell that he could get out of this situation unless he was snitching on somebody like everybody that's really familiar with the jail system, they were all saying that he was, he had to have, you know, been a snitch. So he can come out here and talk all this gangster stuff and woke and pro blackity black stuff. But um, 
he your favorite rapper is a snitch too. Like they don't ever want to give T.I. that that smoke. If they just did a little research or if they really listened to what he was saying, he was saying, I want to be like your daddy. I want to be like T.I. I want to be, I'm, I'm the police too. I wanted to be a snitch too. And T.I. didn't have anything to say back to that. Because if he wasn't a snitch, like why wouldn't you just, you know, he's so tough. Why wouldn't he just be like, nigga, who you calling a snitch? Blah, 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 blah. He didn't do any of that. He completely didn't address that at all. He act like he didn't even say it. So I, I think it's some truth to that. And that's probably why Boosie um, don't hang around him like that. Like you said, this was their first time really linking up. Mm-hmm. If you listen to Boosie's interviews, we all know how he, you know, feel about a rat. He probably heard the same rumors that everybody else heard and don't really want to, you know, be around him like that. He, deep down, he probably feel like he's an informant too, um, in which I wouldn't be, be surprised. Now, to Kanye, um, I wish Kanye would just understand that you can't buy white acceptance. Like, you're either one of them or you're not. And if you're not, you'll never be. You know what I mean? You can't get um, a white woman and now you're in. It, It just doesn't work like that. I really wish he would just pick a side because all the the code switching and all this stuff is confusing. He could really do um, a lot of good if he wanted to with his money aside, just with his influence, he could really do a lot if he wanted to. But because he's so erratic and all over the place, people have to stop and start and, you know, chase you around. And pretty soon people will just get tired and write you off as crazy because they can't figure out what it is that you're trying to do. Um, I'm so tired of people talking about his mama dying. I understand that is something that's very, you know, tragic, but that is just not an excuse. <laughs> Megan, fan of her or not, her mom died, her dad died, her grandma died. They don't got no problem dragging Meg out here. They yeah. will drag Meg, kick boot Meg off a, a damn cliff. They do not care about dragging Meg. But when it comes to Kanye, I'm so tired of people talking about his mom, Baba. All right. Most of us know somebody who lost their mom and they are not out here, you know what I mean, acting all crazy. So that's that's not an excuse. I don't know what his um, whole end goal is. He's a Gemini. I know Gemini's well. They do really have seem to have two sides to them. So maybe it's just his, you know, his Gemini kicking in when he keeps bouncing back and forth between, you know, pro-black Kanye and then pro-white Kanye. Um, I don't know what it is. But I did hear somebody say that when Kanye was doing all of the White Lives Matter stuff, that was supposed to be a diss at um, black celebrities because he was upset with black celebrities because he felt like he was sticking his neck out for black celebrities and nobody had his back. And um, I kept hearing him say that on a Drink Champs interview, like nobody had his back. They wouldn't tell me where where my kids were. Um and then when he but snapped, but why is it black celebrities' job to tell you where your children are? And see, I, I you procreated I with him and chose to have these kids. Exactly. So why, why is the black community being punished for where you chose to, you know, stick your pin and who you chose to knock up? That that sounds like family business to me. It sounds like family business to me too, T. I think I'm no big fan of Diddy, but it's not Diddy's job to to get you your child's address or Meek Mill's job to find out where your child is at. They don't come to Kanye and ask, well, Kanye, where's where are my twins at? Where's Quincy? Where's Christian? That ain't Kanye's job to keep tabs on Diddy's kids. So I thought that's what I'm saying. Like certain things will make sense. And then another stuff, he'll go on a tangent 
And it makes no sense at all. Why would they have access to where your kids are at? That's silly. And he really and he really felt some type of way because he, you know, he started hitting on the table and was constantly saying he must have mentioned it like three or four times. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you not going to blame the Kardashians for that? You would be mad at the, you know, what I'm saying the black celebrities. He was like, y'all didn't have my back. So he's very emotional. But if he um, if I just wanted to focus on the good that he was saying in that conversation, he was speaking a lot of truth about the. The goonish community, I'll just call it the goonish community because they are some goons. It's a problem when you are so powerful that you can't even mention their names without being deplatformed. Like, that's a major problem. Um, He can't you can't even say anything you say. It could just be a general statement. It's anti-Semitic and they will take you off of like they will overnight. They will take you off of everything. That's a problem. Because we should be able to, you know, express our opinion and say what we want to say. And so that's yeah. that's a major issue. Yeah. So maybe we should just all focus on like the good parts that he had to say or and just, you know, keep it moving. And also, I feel like Nori oh, is. We got to get on to the next call. We got a bunch of people. On oh, still. Sorry, T. All right, y'all. That's I love okay. you. But thank you. Thank you, Rachel. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Uh, we're going to go until about seven. So we still have quite a bit of hands up. Um, let me go ahead and bring on um, Brian. Brian, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Um, this is the first time joining. Hey. So it's very exciting. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I definitely want to answer you. I'm glad that that was the last point you made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've always said, you know, there's like, uh, I've always been a big, proponent of freedom of speech, but then not freedom of consequence. So a lot of times, unfortunately, I think that the thing with Kanye is that he made some great points, but then he would like just sort of left or to where it didn't make sense. Because like if he was talking about specifically how the community, you know, like big executives in Hollywood and in the music industry control and don't give access to the public, to the people to know like how the the contracts are or just making sure that they're looking out for them. If he was going off into the tangent of saying like, Hey, this is how, you know, uh, cap- capitalism works. And like, this is how they're fucking us over to where rich people are just going to care about rich people. And they're not really going to like look out for the people on the bottom. Like that would have been okay. But it's like, he gets there, but then he just misses the mark. That's where I'm like, where the comments do tend to be like, you know, anti-Semitic. And unfortunately my thing is, is like, I feel like Kanye is being used by people in Candace uh, Owens uh, camp because I feel like they're just using him because they know that he has such a a worldwide um, influence. So because of that, they're like, how can we continue peddling like white supremacy with having like two black faces? Because they already have a black woman with Candace Owens. How can we have another powerful black man continue expressing white supremacist views because like if he would have just continued harping on that like we need to be independent we need to um you know not letting the people at the top with so much power uh you know continue fucking us over then i could understand him going but him mentioning that they're specifically jew it's like 
you know, that it's just like that's where it feels a little bit like different than what he's done in the past. So that it, I, it is a little bit concerning, but I don't want to remove like, you know, even though he's going through manic episode with not seeing his kids and all of that. I think that it it, it, it was just too much. And I understand why that uh, interview and I was a little bit kind of disappointed with Nori because, you know, I mean, I know that that he was probably excited to have him there. But it's like maybe somebody should have like asked follow-up questions. And I know that, that a lot of times in those podcasts, you're not a lot of times having the, you know, like somebody challenging you. But I don't know. I, I thought that there were so many times that they could have asked like, hey, can you explain more? Like, and they just kind of let him talk freely. So those are just some of my thoughts that I thought because, you know, and, and I grew up with Kanye, literally college dropout and graduation, literally with some of my favorite albums, a lot of other albums as well. But I even learned some English with college dropout, you know, because it's my second language. So it's one of those things that uh, it's a little bit sad to see him kind of like being, I feel like, low-key used because it's like by, you know, I think that he's just now falling more into the the deep end of like, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I know that you don't like to call them conspiracy theories, but, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like weird, like, well, it's always, it, it just always feels like they're always falling like, there's anything wrong? The Jews did it. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how did we get here? I don't know. So that's right. all I have to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Where are you from? I'm originally from Dominican Republic, but I live in Atlanta, okay. Georgia now. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on um, young Kobe. Let's try one more time. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Oh my God! Oh my God! Yes. This the, Android, the I cannot do this. Android. Phone is working. Oh my God! Android, don't let you down tonight. How are you doing, T? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I just want to thank you for giving us a platform for free thinking, and um, you know, just Definitely. to be objective. So I appreciate you for that. Definitely. So, what do you think about all this stuff that's going on? Yeah. First, I want to address the Kanye situation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't uh, agree with everything that Kanye said, but, you know, if you actually, you know, listen to the interview instead of some, some of the sound bites, you know, he was saying some things that did make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, what he did, especially with the White Lives Matter t-shirt, he kind of exposed some of the divisiveness in um, the black community because, you know, some blacks, they saying he was wrong for that. Some blacks saying, okay, I can see where you're coming from because, you know, I've heard you say in the past that some blacks, they feel like white ice is colder. And, you know, I, I, I kind of believe that because, you know, I've heard some blacks even say, you know, this is why I don't shop at black stores or, you know, so, you know, I, I think this is a test. So you're saying that you like the fact that he kept saying that we need to be more like certain communities because of how they really stick together. Exactly. And I think he pointed that out, but, you know, it, it got shunned out because of a lot of the negativity he was saying. Even Louis Farrakhan had called the, the show. He put it, you know, you can't tell Kanye a secret because he's going to put it on blast. But Louis Farrakhan actually called Diddy and Kanye. And he said he actually agreed with him on that. But you know how outrageous Louis Farrakhan is. They took him off the, you know, you can't even see his videos. So. You know, mm-hmm. um, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, he gave the Jewish people props, even though it was kind of anti. They think it was kind of anti-Semitic. He said he was just jealous. Uh, he's jealous of their their culture, how they stick together. And you know, he had a rabbi call 
him and say, hey, we want to visit the, you know, the Holocaust. And uh, he had rebuttal and told him that, hey, do you want to visit Planned Parenthood? Because that's our Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know, if you actually look at the history of Planned Parenthood, uh, you know, it was, you know, well, Margaret Sanger, you know, she's a known bigot. You know, she, uh, you know, she's used eugenics and it wasn't really meant to really help black people. You know, even though I'm, I'm, I agree with with women with their body, my body, my choice, I definitely agree with that. But if you actually look at the dots and historically where abortion came from, you know, you, you actually start finding some things that's really, really kind of interesting. You know, um, you know, as far as the uh, George Floyd situation, I definitely can understand where people have a riff on that because it was a definitely an event that changed a lot of people's lives. But, you know, I, I definitely feel that, you know, what he said, if you actually listen, he said they hit him with the fentanyl. So I, I thought it was more an indictment on the Minnesota police and, and their, their, their practices. He never said that they didn't kill him. You know, uh, you know, but if you want to look at deep, you could point that to Candace Owen and, and show the video how she tried to embarrass the Black Lives Matter. So, you know, um, I, I was confused by Nori, you know, a lesser charge Char- Charlemagne, you know, because he was really going in. Charlemagne was really going in with a vendetta against Kanye West. Yeah, he was really angry. I was kind of conf- I was really, really confused by Charlemagne because I'm like, hey, you guys want freedom of speech for young thug and gunner and not let mm-hmm. them speak against them when they poison in communities. But you want to cancel Kanye West. Which one is it? You know, and I just didn't get where Charlemagne was coming from on that. You know, he said that he basically, Nori made himself, he, he actually belittled his community because he was saying that this is drink champs, not think champs. So I'm like, yo. Yeah, you, like that yeah. was kind of disturbing too. So because like, are you telling me what are you trying to say? That black folks don't how to know how to think and be articulate and, and really have deep thoughts? Like what? all we know what to do is to drink liquor and smoke blunts? Yeah, so it was easier for us to just say, hey, listen. We ain't nothing but uh, alcoholic husbands that just talk too much in a barbershop. And I oh. felt I felt belittled by, by what he was saying and that we're not articulate enough to explain ourselves in a way. And I'm, I just felt that I, I didn't know. I guess when Noriega, you know, he, he started seeing those those uh, people saying, talking about threatening the suit, he just backed off. But, you know, I just felt that he was also getting some pressure by the, the Breakfast Club, who was owned by Revolt as well. It, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it was just the whole situation is just funny to me, you know. Um, well, know, I know for for on the back end, um, a few people I know who also run bigger podcasts. I'm not going to say their names that I'm cool with. They were told specifically they are not allowed to interview Kanye. If mm-hmm. Kanye reaches out to them, they are not allowed to. Because mm-hmm. they asked me that I get that memo. I said I don't I don't work no but nobody's over me. So Kanye, if he wants to reach out to me and, and come sip some tea on Tea Time Unfiltered, I'm down. You know hey, what I'm saying? That's what I'm I, talking I'm down about. just because I want to hear more of what he has to say. And Absolutely. I and, and also understand, right, and also understand that I have enough wherewithal and I can think unlike drink champs and I can challenge him on certain things. Yes. Because when he said the George Floyd situation, I didn't agree with that. So I wanted him to elaborate. What do you mean that they injected him what are you trying yes. to say yes. are you saying it's yes. a bigger plot a, yes. you know what i mean like they didn't they just kind of you know they just glossed over it. so i get i definitely see what you're saying with that point 
But the the knee was definitely on the neck. Yes, We're not going to do that. And that's the thing. He has to be able to go on a platform with somebody who knows how to think, who can think just as quick as he can. It's hard for you to think just as quick if you're drunk at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. So that's why they just allowed him to just sit there and rant with no type of they didn't they didn't wheel him in. They didn't really question him. They didn't even give him any pushback because they're drunk and high. Like you said, it's not think champs, it's drink champs. Yeah, an un- unpopular opinion. You know, Kanye did donate one million dollars to the family, and I-, I can't, I couldn't find anything that Black Lives Matter did, to- did for the George Floyd family. I- I've just, I-, I try to do my information on it before I start speaking out of tongue, but I really couldn't find anything. Some people told me that, hey, you know, maybe they did it quietly. I was like, I mean, they had to, don't they have to put donations in taxes or? my understanding i mean what i just thought that whole thing was a head scratcher i thought he i guess he was piggybacking off what candace Owens was saying with the video but i I was like does he hate black people today or is he really trying to try i don't know it's just you know i know sometimes it could be confusing with kanye west but you know some things i thought was valid some things i just thought i could weed out and say nah nah, i don't agree with you so, right. Um, I guess lastly, with the Charleston White situation, um, I, I, I didn't like how the message came across with Trayvon Martin. But um, besides that, you know, I think we all know that T.I. Sun King has historically been a menace and he's trying to live through his 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 dad's lyrics. You know, um, but we, we've seen King grow up and we've also seen him, you know, hey, you can't ask for a village. I'm like, where was the village the first 18 years? Why are you not? Why are you not asking for the help for the community from them? You know, uh, these are just people that just, you know, you can't ask for protection from the community when he, you know, when, when people are protecting him, and we feel unprotected by the things that he's getting into. Which one is it? You can't. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it, I just what I see f- from a lot of things is that we see we have these gatekeepers. And they, they, they're also, with the help of who else is above them, mm-hmm. are keeping us silence. And I just think that, you know, because you can't even, you look on YouTube, you can't even see nobody unlikes anymore. It has to be likes. So it's yeah. just, you know, we headed in a terrible time right now, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I see a few of us individually prospering, but collectively as a Black community, we're not prospering. And I guess that's between back to Kanye, what Kanye was saying. He's just like, hey, we want to be like them where they're, you know, they can say something and shun somebody out. But we don't have that much power because if you could see that our our power is being used to disrupt the community and it's OK. You can come on the radio, promote your, your, your music as long as it's talking about killing black people. You know, but mm-hmm. that's all I had to say. I, I appreciate you. You know, I'm going to keep talking and debating with my people on the discord. I'm happy when no, they right. challenge me and I'm going to continue to do my work to challenge myself to get better so I can become an asset to my own community. I'm just passionate. No, I appreciate that. And that's what it's about. You know, in the discord, we have real conversation. We don't always agree. You know, some of us go back and forth, but at the end of the day, it's a different vibe than when you're arguing with somebody in the shade room, because you know, whatever angle that person is coming from, 
that's just how they feel. They feel passionate about it, but it's coming from love. It's not like an anger where we're trying to belittle each other or tear each other down or go trolling and stalking each other. We don't do none of that, right. you know, but that that's what I love. I love the dialogue that was going on yesterday in the Discord because I was definitely pissed when they probably that video. Right, 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 right. So, you know, once again, thank you, T. Thank you to everybody for listening. You know, uh, just stay safe out there because, you know, I'm sure we, we we still in October. We still got November and December. So I really don't know what's going to happen, you know, but just look beyond what, what they're trying to articulate. You know, what are they trying to cook up in this whole big pot is is something bigger. You know, I don't think it's just conspiracy stuff. It's, it's real life stuff going on out here. So, you know, just stay safe out there, everyone. Definitely. Thank you so much for calling in. And thank you for taking my third call in a row. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Mena. Mena, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Okay. So I have really um, just two quick points. So the first mm-hmm make up their mind about Kanye West it's like do they want him on their show or not like the um, LeBron's show The Shop just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because like it's like he's been going off on social media for like a whole month now so then why do you guys bring him on only to to cancel his interview um, right after so it's like of course he's going to come on and speak his mind so why cancel him and then same thing with the drink champs it's like He's been going off and you guys know he brings the views. So you guys are kind of like taking advantage of that. And then after when it blows up in your face, you want to act like um, uh, like you guys don't condone this. But you, he's been doing this for like a month now. So um, just with like his recent tirades, he's been doing it for a month. So it's like, why are you like backing out now? And then the second thing I want to talk about is that just with the whole anti-Semitic tweets, it's just really interesting to see Candace Owens defending him when she works for Ben Shapiro, who's like an Orthodox Jew. So it's just kind of really interesting because, you know, Ben Shapiro does not play about his, his faith, which, you know, oh, he was going off about the Kanye thing. And he was you could tell he was pissed that Candace was still trying to defend Kanye. But my issue with Ben Shapiro, because I, I watch him a lot, he comes up and when it comes to him dragging transgenders, when it comes to him going in on the LGBT, when it came to him giving Kanye props to the White Lives Matter shirt, he was game. Oh, he yeah. was here for it. Oh, he had his teacup in hand. But once Kanye was also holding his community accountable, oh, he was very upset, talking even faster than he usually talks. I said, damn, slow down, bitch. You talk a little bit too fast. I miss some words. Like, he was so mad. And I'm like, it's so funny that once it's your community, you have all this anger and you beat in your chest, but you drag trans people in the LGBT every other post. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't make sense because, like, he's Candace's boss. And, like, obviously it's good for Kanye to be on the side of conservatives. Like, you saw Tucker Carlson bringing him in. And it's like, if he wasn't saying things that are more right-leaning, then, you know, Tucker Carlson would be the first to call him crazy and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then just about the whole, like, Ben Shapiro and free speech thing. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but a few months ago, there was this author, Salman Rushdie, who um, got rushed on stage um, and, like, got stabbed with a knife because... Um, like many years ago he wrote this like a book that's really offensive about muslims and then after that happened like joe biden and like justin trudeau and all the world leaders were talking about the importance of free speech and i'm like would they have the same energy if it was ben shapiro talking about lgbt and someone rushed him on the stage like 
free speech is only important when it comes to like criticizing certain groups. But other than that, it's like, no, like we're going to ban you. We're going to deplatform you or corporations being like, we don't condone this type of behavior. So, yeah. Well, right now they're telling me in the chat that Kanye West is currently live on YouTube. He is doing a live stream. I've never seen this. Let, and he's, let me turn this out. like spread out. So you have to drive I don't know more. Who he's interviewing. Uh, we, we haven't, we haven't designed our world up to this point to maximize. This is interesting. I don't know when this started, but he's currently live. So if y'all are watching this, please download it for me. Oh, he started two hours ago. Okay. But yeah, so he's live right now. We're, it's seven o'clock, so I guess we can get ready to go. But um, no, you made some really good points. And I just don't like the fact, like I said, it's the hypocrisy. If we're going to say that he's that he's wrong and Jamie Lee Curtis is in tears, when he's talking about, you know, segments of her community. And honestly, I don't even think he's talking about the entire Jewish community, right? There's all types of good Jewish people that have average wage. They work every day. They take care of their families. I think he's talking about the ones who are like super rich that supposedly rule the world. That's what I took away from the interview, but I don't know. I just don't think he's talking about the average person who's Jewish and, you know, just going to the synagogue and and praising, you know, their God and stuff like that. So I just wish that, you know, it would be fair across the board. Like, I just didn't like the ransom raves that certain people were having when 48 hours before that, it was all this praise towards him when he was, you know, disrespecting the Black community. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in. It was good talking to you. Thanks. You too. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Okay. We're going to take two more calls. Um, Let me go ahead and bring on Gothboy. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. You can hear me? I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. Good to talk to you and see you. Anyways, I'll get on this Kanye subject because I know that he's on. Basically, I wanted to say... He's not crazy. They just try to point out people like they're crazy because when you notice the pattern of these celebrities, when they call them crazy, it's because they're saying truth and they're trying to shut them down and they don't want them to speak the truth because, you know, they're speaking the truth. So um, another example would be um, them trying to paint out Dave Chappelle as crazy but him going to Africa and like so on to that. And then um, one more thing was him pointing out the fentanyl thing. I kind of do believe him, but I kind of don't. But I felt like he was just throwing out a little gem because that's how he rolls up. I heard you saying that earlier. Um, if you guys know and do like your research on all these um, black fatalities that they put on the TV, like Trayvon and um, George, there's a connection. I'm not going to say their name, but they have connections of a secret society. I'll say that. So if you do more research on that, you'll find out what I'm saying. And I just, you know, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble or anything, but it's, it's some tea in that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, I love you too, so I'm going to just get back because I really don't have anything else to say. I love you. Anyway. Okay, love you too. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right, so uh, Z, Ashay, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey T, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. 
I had a few things. Um, first, I wanted to start with the Charleston White thing. Um, I, I just don't understand, like, where did he come from? Like, who is he? Why is he relevant? Why do people care what he has to say? Like, I don't get his celebrity, you know? Like, he just kind of came out of nowhere to me. Like, is he a plan his damn self? Like, I, I don't know. But um, I just find the hypocrisy um, with him and like, I feel like he's here to basically call out rappers and the fuckery in the black community. Um, but I just feel like it's funny how they can, there's outrage for him and what he has to say, but nobody felt Nobody spoke up when Kevin Samuels was, they agreed with him, whether you agreed with mm-hmm. him or you didn't. Like, nobody spoke See, up. I even wanted to have him on his show. Exactly. Exactly. And to me, Kevin Samuels and Charleston White are one and the same. They just have different targets. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And um, as far as Kanye, I, I just get so confused with him because I don't feel like he's crazy. I think maybe he definitely has a mental, you know, bipolar disorder. Something is going on with him. But I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he, in a way, is like, and it may sound crazy. People don't have to agree. But in a way, maybe he's trying to right his wrongs. Like, back in the day, how he got up on stage and said he sold his toy for, uh, he sold his uh, soul for uh happy meal he got a crappy deal whatever he said and Mm -hmm. now he's getting out and speaking on god and um you know like trying to speak the truth i feel like he's kind of in a way trying to right his wrongs and he knows that something may happen to him um because he's coming and speaking out against these these people who are pulling the strings behind the scenes so i don't know i just i get a little confused with him and then how he kept saying how Kim Kardashian is a Christian and she was raised as a Christian, but clearly she's, I don't know what kind of Christian practice, Never mind, but I don't know. She's got something else going on too. So I, I don't know. He confuses me. He confuses me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's pretty much all that I wanted to say. And thank you so much for bringing me on. Definitely. Thank you so much for calling in sis. It was good talking to you. Good talking to you. Good night, everyone. Bye. Hi. All right, you guys. So we have come to the end of our show. Today was dope. We had over 1,300 people in here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Lots of really good dialogue in the chat. Lots of good calls coming in. And, you know, we hit on a lot of different points. I just hope a lot of this is food for thoughts for, for people. You know, again, people have every right to feel how they want to feel about Kanye, you know, regardless if you're Team Kanye against Kanye. Um, Just also look at the deeper picture that's coming down the pipeline as well. Also, don't be so emotionally invested that, you know, you're not understanding what's going on in the real world and what's going on in your own personal lives. So on that note, you guys, thank you guys for coming through. Um, This stream will be up soon enough. And I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good evening and stay safe. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.